If you're always on the go like myself and don't have time to sit down and read, Audible.com is a great source to be able to catch up on the latest bestsellers. Listen to it while on the road or at the gym. Audible.com is a leading provider of premium digital audio information and entertainment on the internet. Audible content includes more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Audible carries Audible books in every genre imaginable business, classics, history, self development, just to name a few. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30 day trial membership. Just go to audible.com slash replay and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Currently, I am listening to the classic One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Black Fish, Blue Fish, Old Fish, New Fish. Okay, that's、This、genius. Go to audible.com slash replay. That's audible.com slash replay and get started today. So,、um, so there's so much to talk about. There's so, there's so much going on. I, do you want to start with like, your, the state of your management at Twitter, or do you want to start about <laughs> what I have to say to get you to tell me to fuck off? Oh, well, you could start either of those places. All right.、Um, One might lead to the other, actually. Yes. <laughs> so,、um, let, me get, let me explain the fuck off thing. Recently, Evan, who's like super shy, would you call yourself? Very shy. You are. And not very, most Silicon Valley people really don't know when to shut up, and you are, haven't been one of those.、Um, and recently, you've been posting quite actively and quite strongly on lots of issues. And in a post recently about what Medium is, let's start with Medium,、uh, he told、uh, Sarah Lacey to fuck off, which was fascinating, which doesn't happen that much. But,、um, but it, was, it was interesting. I was sort of the, other, it was the last line of the piece. And I literally went, whoa, like that. Like, did he just do that? No, he didn't.、Um, it wasn't clear that the piece was to Sarah Lacey.、Uh, yes, it was. It, it was. it was about Sarah Lacey's piece, and then I just told the reader to fuck off. Oh, I see. Okay. You could interpret it in different ways, I think. In any case, that's what I interpreted,、uh, and I sort of envied that, her for being so. She responded in good. Good nature. I thought so.、Uh, so, what, what, what I'm more interested in is, is what the, the issues that you guys were arguing about there, where she wrote a piece about what Medium is.、Um, people call it lots of different things. A plat, pub, what is the word? Platisher. Platisher. One of the words of Which、choice. is a platform publisher. Yeah. So, let's talk about what you think it is. I mean, it's, you know, Peter called it, is it fish or fowl?、Um, What, what do you consider it? Is it a platform or a publisher or both, or do you not、It's, care at all? So, Medium, the product,、yeah. is a publishing platform. Right. Straight up. Medium, the company, builds that publishing platform with most of the time. We also, in order to make sure it's as good as possible, publish on that platform.、Mm -hmm. So, Medium, the company, is both a publisher and a platform, but, but our effort is to build the best publishing platform. There is. So, you're, in that vein, your competitors would be the WordPress of the world, all kinds of different systems. Sure. System.、Yeah. So, when you think about your company like that, it's a very different situation than when you're a publisher, because a lot of people have given you all a hard time for saying you're a platform and then putting some stuff on Medium that's been controversial or has had to been taken down. People have taken down. You don't want them to take it down, correct? Well, then. It's、certainly they're right, but, but yeah, there's been nothing except, well, there's been the usual platform things that we take down,、uh, certain types of abuse or plagiarism, but 
but controversial things we don't take down. Controversial things are great. So let's talk about that responsibility. How, how there's two parts of it. Is one is is it being used? What's it being used for? And we'll get to that in a second. But do you feel like, as a publisher, you have the responsibility for what's on there? Because I feel like I do on yeah. our site. So for the things we publish, yes. So if you think about it in terms of other platforms, it gets easier. So Twitter's a platform. YouTube's a platform. If Google puts a video on YouTube, they are responsible for that video. Mm -hmm. If Joe Blow puts a video on YouTube, Google is not responsible for the contents of that video. Mm -hmm. um, and so the same thing, we publish Matter, we publish, I, if I write something on Medium, I'm responsible for, for what that says. Mm -hmm. but, but that's where the distinction is. So Isn't that just a tiny bit convenient? You're not more responsible for, you know, like the crappy things, not me, the stuff I'm responsible for. Because, you know, I feel like <laughs> everything on our, if people put, if we do op-eds or we link to things, I feel like we're responsible for putting them up there. Yeah, but you don't run a service where anyone can sign them up and put up anything they want, which is mm -hmm. the case with Medium. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel like you have to edit that or curate it in any way? No, we do curate it, actually, right. because we try to help the good stuff flow to the top. Mm -hmm. But we don't edit it or moderate it right. in, any more than automatic mod moderates what goes on to WordPress. Except WordPress is very different because they don't put themselves out as, a, as that kind of publisher. Or do they? I mean, well, maybe I don't, they do. I don't know. They don't run, they, they publish, they have a blog, they right. publish that stuff right. on, on WordPress. Right. They're responsible for that. Yeah, but that's more like we've just added 16 new features, please try them. That's a little different. Well, that's a matter of the content. But technically, it's the same thing. Yes, but that's just, but it's not. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so think about it as other types of platform, not content mm -hmm. platforms. All right. So the iPhone is a platform. Right. Apple makes that. They also make apps that go on that platform. Right. They're responsible for those apps. Right. They didn't make the other apps. Except, of course, but that's like something that you're going to use to do your contact list or maps or things like that. Sure. Um, which some people found appalling at the very beginning, you know, but that's a different kind of thing. Um, these are words that can hurt. Like there was that, the one about um, the San Francisco one. Um, do you, it's a little different. It's a little different yeah. to be a publisher. Yeah. So what do you think the modern day publisher is responsible for it since you're trying something different? Clearly you're trying to create a different... The modern day publisher? Yeah, what is a modern day publisher? Well, pretty much everyone's a publisher right. in the modern day. So individuals and organizations, every organization in the world is a publisher, usually at least about their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, so, and then there are commercial publishers who actually, that's what their main job is. Mm -hmm. And um, they're responsible for, for creating good stuff. Hopefully there's a sense, if they do journalism, there's a sense of um, trying to get out the truth and, and you know, tell accurate stories that enlighten and inspire or reveal things that are meaningful. So what do you think you're doing? What, because you've had, you have Blogger, Twitter, you know, this is, you're doing a lot of publishing platforms. What are you, what are you trying to get at? What happened to you in your youth that <laughs> causes you to want to do this? Well, I, was a, I was a shy boy on a, in the cornfields in Nebraska, so mm -hmm. I just, you know, want, want friends, I guess, like mm -hmm. everybody else. Okay, so, but what, what, what are you trying to get at? What is, your, what is the goal here for you? So the, the goal, the reason I started Medium after doing all this other stuff, and I started in 2012, was because I felt like it was different than 
Blogger and Twitter. And Blogger we sort of stumbled into, and then after stumbling into it, I realized this is very powerful. The idea that anyone can publish something that a large part of the world can see is a non-trivial thing. And it's one of the great promises of the internet, and the one that always inspired me much more than e-commerce or anything else. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, and what blogs really did is they made that real for many, many more people. We figured out, well, here's the form and here's the, the tools in order to make that real. And that was a pure publishing platform, would you say? Yes. Not publishing, platform, just a platform. It was, it was yeah, it was really just a tool. Right. Uh, and, um, and I got into this notion that, that people having a voice and that more of the democratization of media was a really big deal and a meaningful thing. And, uh, and Twitter was really a continuation of that for me. And we, we lowered the barrier substantially, got many more people putting their thoughts and ideas out there. And we really built both of those with the ethos that more, more people having a voice in the world is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And I still strongly believe that to be true. And it's something we pretty much take for granted today. But when I started Medium, I thought, well, we've pretty much done that. It's as easy to, to put a thought out to the world as is to send a text message. Mm -hmm. We can check off that box as the internet. We've accomplished that. Um, now, what else can we do? And it was clear that when it comes to the ideas and stories that people tell and consume and that affect their world on an individual and societal level, we're not doing the best job we possibly can. And the internet can do more than just lower the barrier to put things out there, and we can do all kinds of more things. We can help people direct their attention to things that are more meaningful. We can help people create things together that are better than things they can do on their own. And we can, we can push forward formats and storytelling and all kinds of things in this digital world that we haven't even scratched the surface on yet. So that was a set of ideas that I tackled Medium with and said, we need to just keep going with this. So that's sort of like priming the pump in a lot of ways. You're trying to get good, different stuff out there. But are you trying to do something different? Because, you know, some people, some of the stuff on there, I'm, not, I'm not, just not really clear what your publishing idea is because some of it is, excuse me if you're saying this, but it's like bloviating entrepreneurs telling people how to live. There's those sure. posts that are interesting. But, you know, Silicon Valley people like to do that. Um, there are some that are really quite provocative. Mm. There's some that are ridiculous. There's some, I mean, it's really... It, it We're not deciding seem, what people write. And right, but this, even the stuff you all put up, it's like it goes, it does the gamut. Now, I'm not saying we don't put up idiotic crap, um, but uh, we try not to, and we try to do a certain tone. Is there a tonality that you have that you want? For or? each of our publications, there's right. a tone. Stephen okay. Levy publishes his, his technology mm -hmm. A publication called Back. Channel. What did you tell him when you were hiring him? I want to hire you because I want you to what? You're footing the bill. You're hiring someone who's a prominent journalist. I'm trying to remember what I told him, okay. but um, he uh, he actually came to me. But he he said, I want to do something new, and I want to tell great stories. I want to be part of the future of media mm -hmm. and not the past. And I want to. Um, go on this journey with you and figure out how to do all this better. Mm -hmm. so. But you didn't have anything of what it should be, any concept, because publishers do have a conceptual yeah. idea of things. Well, we talked, yeah, we did. We, we talked about how, what back channel would be, mm -hmm. and, um, it, but it's his vision. 
and you're just fun, fun, funding that. But you don't funding have like you don't have like a point of view that you want to put out, for example. I'm just thinking because not as a, a publisher. Right. I mean, I I have points of view and I will write them and publish them on my right. own. I'm not regularly talking to Stephen or Mar Mark Lotto who runs Matter or right. um, Jonathan Schechter who runs our music magazine about you know we should we should really do this story or this story should be more like that. Um, I have conversations with them about what will work and the types of things that, mm -hmm. that they should be doing, not even content-wise, but more form-wise. Right, so you don't meddle particularly. You, would you call yourself a meddler, or <laughs> publishers have been known to I meddle, I meddle in the, on the product side. I meddle very little on the content. Like this side. photo would be better if you did it this way, or that kind of thing? I, I talk about the design, but not the content. Interesting. So how do you look at what's happened, say, with Pierre? Because you're all trying different things, Pierre yeah. at, at uh, at his thing, and uh, Chris Hughes, which, right. who just wandered into the biggest hornet's nest of all time. Um, how do you look right. at that? Well, this is a, a couple things that are different. Is What I do 95% of my time is really thinking about how to build the best platform possible. Mm -hmm. And there are, there are publications that we run, we have a set of people doing that to help inform that process and to help help get the flywheel going for that, that platform. Mm -hmm. So. It's, it's not that I'm not concerned about the publishing efforts, it's just I leave those up to other people, whereas Pierre I, and Chris, I think we're doing a noble thing in saying we want to either create or, or continue important journalistic institutions that, that tell important stories because the world needs that, and that is just a, a different mission. What and do you think happened in both those cases? I don't care to speculate on that. Would you worry about that? For me? Yeah. No. No, because? It just doesn't, I'm look, looking at my own company and the, the people in it and my relationship with them and it's just like, it's not a volatile situation. Right. What, 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 you, so you wouldn't, you don't have a point of view or a thing you want out or anything like that. It's really, it's interesting, but you don't. I have lots of points of view, right. but I don't use don't, our publications to, do to, so. to forward that. That is a new kind of publisher. Um, talk about um, uh, talk about uh, what you were you put twenty five million in funding, correct? Is that right? Something like that. Something that's the story that you broke. It was a little high. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, but Greylock invested about a year ago. Their lead investor right. in in our first outside round. I had funded it up until that point. Right. Why did you take investment? I'm curious. You're a wealthy man. You could have done this yourself. What was yep. the impetus for doing? Um, I funded it up until that point and was happy to keep doing so from an investor perspective. From my CEO hat, I thought, well, a company is healthier if it has a more diverse set of investors. Mm -hmm. um, I, as a CEO, want someone else around the table who has skin in the game and can hold me accountable and give me feedback. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the sake of my employees and other shareholders, I want them to have the confidence that there is someone who shares their interests who is not just me. I want to eliminate any idea that this is a hobby or of, of, of mine. Right. Though many publications in the past have been hobbies of wealthy men. Publications, yes. Yeah. Not major software platforms with dozens of people. So working. when you think about so you think about it as a business, you're hoping to make money. Do you make money now? We have some revenue. Okay. We're not profitable. Okay. Do you, how much revenue do you have? And from what? Uh, I. I don't know the total amount of revenue. It's not a meaningful amount of revenue, but we've done some brand 
marketing type type publications. Okay. We had BMW and Marriott and Intel and Motorola have all published on Medium, and we've helped them, and they've paid us money for that. So what's your business hopes for this? To do what? Um, I hope to build something very large that's and that will take money and make money. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's if if you can build a very substantial content platform on the internet, um, there's no doubt that will make money, and we definitely want to make money because that will help fuel it and make it better. Right. But through advertising, what do you think the the way publishers make money now? What is your thoughts on that? Um, you have a business that's trying to create that. Well. How will you make money in your internet startup is always such a trap question All right. before you're doing so. Right. Because you can speculate and then you say, but we're building a content platform. There's not that many ways to go. Right. If you do that at scale, there's definitely an advertising business. That has right. been proven right. and repeated and it's, it's obvious. Um, and that's, that's what we did with Twitter. And for years, it was like, well, how is Twitter ever going to make money? And I was like, right. this is... No, but I do have new ideas for publishers making money. I'm just well, going to take so notes. There are other there are other things besides advertising. I think different types of content can be monetized in different ways. Some of it can be paid for, and premium content has a place in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and and then there's, there's services, whether services of individuals or software services um, that can all be tied in there. And they're all selling the system, the CMS system. Yeah, that, that would fall in the category of services. Mm -hmm. You can imagine all kinds of things from, um, when Buzzfeed makes money through a combination of advertising and services, mm -hmm. creating the content mm -hmm. you could create. And there's other, there's all kinds of businesses around that. Okay. So I don't know exactly which ones will be make up the majority of our business, but right now we're pretty much, we're experimenting. We're helping brands publish on the platform. We're making money from that primarily in order to learn and to grow the platform. So you wanted, I'm going to finish up with this, and then I want to ask about Twitter. Um, why um, You have this TTR, is that right? Ta total time red, is that right? Yeah. Um, you've been trying to change metrics a lot. You discuss metrics and what people shouldn't pay attention to. TTRs versus users or uniques or page views. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you explain why, because some people might say, well, you don't have that many page right. views or users, right. so let's change the metrics. Right. Um, so first of all, it's not versus necessarily. <laughs> I think that a lot of the internet and, and tech coverage of the internet focuses on a very, on a distorting set of metrics. Um, by far, the primary one is number of users or monthly active users or unique visitors if you're mm -hmm. more on the content or website. And I'm not saying, what, by, by saying I think that's not the only important thing, I've been misunderstood as saying that's not important. That's important. We want to reach people. We want a lot of people to use our service. I want a lot of people to use Twitter. But, but it's the analogy I've used is that's like measuring a rectangle by talking about width and not length. And it's just, it's meaningless on its own, or it's, it's, it's at best half the story on its own, um, or a third of the story. So what and every advertiser and publisher knows, and every web user who knows that if you land on a web page and you're there for three seconds and it doesn't even load and you go away, even though the server counts you as a user or a visitor, you got no value. It was a waste of your time. The advertiser got no value. The, the publication didn't tell anyone a story. And yet we act as if that's the same thing. And, and my point in the uh, about monthly active users was in, if you log into some service with your Facebook account, 
Facebook provide you a service, but you're counted as a monthly active user of Facebook, we should just note that that's what it is. It's not a user You're trying of, to change the idea of what people, total time, meaning they're there on your site. So for us, value. for us, this is a completely internal thing. We, we said, okay, what are we optimizing for? Because we don't want to trick ourselves and fall into some trap where we are optimizing for the wrong thing that is not sustainable and not actually creating value. And so a better measure if we're going to pick one internally, is the time people spend on these story pages because they're only doing that if they're getting some worth out of it, right. is our theory. Do you think you can change advertisers' opinions about that? A lot of advertisers really like that idea, and we've talked to them about it. And advertisers aren't, aren't stupid. They, they know the same thing. It's like a banner ad on a page that someone visits for three seconds right. isn't that valuable to them. There's a lot of systems that are, are going to pour still, money into that. It's, still, it's interesting, because the session, let's move to Twitter for a minute, because that's been your ongoing sort of, I don't know what it is with Wall Street, but they're very interested in your growth, your monthly active users. You've talked about that this is not important. Is that what you're saying in this case? I've I said it's not, looking only at that number. You said, I, you were, when you were talking about Instagram, you talked about, I don't give a shit. Like, what, what, can you explain that quote? I know there was a whole quote before that. There's a whole, there, right. yeah. Yeah, there's a whole, it was, as long as Twitter is doing the things it's doing in the world, which is lots of important things for lots of people, it's, every, it's where people go for, for valuable news and information and sharing things and connecting and world leaders are talking. And um, a friend of mine just posted on Medium yesterday, or I read it yesterday, about how when David Carr died, his natural thing to do was to go to Twitter and there was this incredible outpouring of, of and that, and there's nowhere else to get that. That's an important thing that Twitter's doing in the world. And as long as it's doing that, I don't, comparing it to, and saying, well, Instagram's bigger, they have more people sharing pictures, I'm like, I don't, that's irrelevant. You may as well say that more people watch TV. Like, yes, more people watch TV. I'm not trivializing TV, saying like, i just saying that's not relevant to how many people are using Twitter, and what it's not what we're trying so to do. So, are you all? But you still are sort of catering to Wall Street and trying to up those numbers and trying to. You, you are you unable well, to do that? That's Dick's job. Yes, it is. I, we'll talk about that in a minute. What, what, what do you think? You cater too much to that idea, or can you shift I think, the thinking? I think Wall Street does not have a sophisticated understanding of what creates value in this world, and hopefully, it will improve over time. That's a conversation that I'm trying to start. Okay, well, that's got an interesting reaction. What, but when you say, but, but you, you took their money and you went public and they get to determine what's interesting to them, correct? Apparently, yeah. Apparently, yes. That no, works. That's the way capitalism works, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. Um, what, um, but can you change their, like, that's, those are all laudable things. When you said that, I thought, well, he's right from a laudable point of view, but he did take the money. Like, so it's kind of an interesting. It's not. I'm not trying to argue with, with Wall Street about right. what they should value. I'm, I'm hopefully speaking to long-term investors in any technology, anything. Mm -hmm. Because how many companies have gotten a lot of money and we've seen go like this and then like this? Mm -hmm. It's based on the same fallacy. Right. So should Twitter be huge? Should you be, like Nick was talking last night, that Twitter shouldn't compare itself to Facebook, but yet people make the comparison. Do you think that's of a comparison that should be made as its founder? Is that what, you're, what you were aiming for when you created Twitter? Or to create this global information system of quality news links and people talking well, to each other. You can't help comparing them. They're 
two major things that obviously are pretty similar in functionality in many ways, and much similar, more similar than they used to be when we started Twitter. Literally, when we started Twitter, we had never seen Facebook, except at least Jack and Biz and myself. Facebook existed for two years or whatever it was, and it was behind, you know, we didn't go to fancy enough schools to get, okay. right. to have Facebook. So, um, you know, it had nothing to do with what we were creating. Right. And then later we realized they had the status thing, which was sort of an afterthought on Facebook and became a major thing. So, no, it's not what we were trying to do. Um, and I think the, the whole, from the beginning, the idea of an information network that was an asymmetric follow graph versus a friend graph painted the picture that they're very different things. Eventually, all big things start to collide and, and overlap and run into each other. That's like Apple and Google so didn't used to be competitors. So what should Twitter be now they are. assessed on? What success? Besides world leaders like it and we all remember David Carr. I mean, those are all laudable things, but what should it, that's different than a business, kind of like as well, a business. If, if you want to look at, if, if you want to do a Wall Street type evaluation, look how much money it makes. Mm -hmm. That's one metric. Number of people is important, but, but we have to have some, I, I don't want to define what the metric for Twitter is. I mean, it's, a, mm -hmm. it's something we talk about at the board and in the company. There's not one metric, and there's, there's certainly, there's no one metric for medium either. What but, do you think the most important metrics for each of those are? If you had a pick. I, I don't think I'm going to answer that question. All right. Okay. Um, how about this one? How is Dick Costello doing as CEO? Great. And are your support? <laughs> I love that. That's a good look. That kind of stopped me. Um, well done. Um, how do you, look, he's looking at the time. Um, how do you assess what's going around, all the swirl around his management? I mean, you were CEO yourself. You know, you know this yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of noise. I mean, the... Twitter has always been a very public brand that people like to talk about, and so people are talking about it. And there's, I think Dick's doing a great job, and he he's made a lot of changes that I'm super excited about. I'm super excited about the new team that's in for product and engineering. If you look at what they've done just over the last six weeks on launching product changes, um, I think it's very gratifying. I'm excited about the whole team for the long-term future. Questions from the audience? Please. Uh, Ryan, do you want to go to the thing? I got here. Uh, hi, uh, this is Ryan Lawler from TechCrunch. Um, just wondering, one of the things that I personally find really interesting and would love to see Medium do um, is to allow people to publish outside of Medium as in on my own domain, and it could live in both places. I'm wondering how you think about that and what you think of the role as, you know, a, a content publishing platform versus, you know, a place where people go to read the stuff that's published on that platform. Uh, yeah, we've actually tried to figure out the best way to do that, to allow you to publish, use Medium tools and publish in like multiple places. the way places. Twitter would, the way tw you can put tweets. You can embed stuff, yeah. and is it embedding, or is it through an API to your blog? And then there's lots of questions about that, like what's the canonical source and all that. Um, so we're not opposed to that, fundamentally. I think the, um, I don't like the idea of like all content is just everywhere, because mm -hmm. it, I think it's not going to be a great user experience. And Meaning there should be different destinations. Well, yeah, there can be. 
anyone who publishes something has a right to put it anywhere. What I think will be more interesting over time is when the, the conversation and the notes and the, the collective reaction to something that's published is, is more aggregated. Um, and so that's, that's what we're trying to do on Medium. So we, if we figure out a way to, good way to do that, we, we will do it. But it's not a primary focus, but because what we're really trying to do is create a place where the whole is really greater than some of the parts. And where because you're in this network, you get both qualitative and quantitative feedback that is meaningful and you spur conversations and I can respond to something you said and, and on equal So the footing. idea of a place. A, a place, a yeah. place, a network that's vibrant. What do you think of the idea of putting Facebook, uh, putting everything on Facebook, for example, putting all your publishing? I, well, it seems like that is certainly a, a, something that lots of publishers are going to be faced with as a choice and it'll probably work really well because it will be fast and they'll know lots about the audience and mm -hmm. stuff. I think it's a scary world if, if all the content is on Facebook. Hey, uh, Chris Schreiber. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you for building Medium. I think it's it's been an incredible thing. I mean, it's it's really a reserved place for meaningful content. I can't really think of any platform I would describe that as. So thank you for that. I'm, on that subject, though, I'm curious what the future of Medium looks like. It's very sparse design, which is the best part about it. It's very minimalist, and, and there's mostly editorial focus. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was just looking through a recent Steve Levy post, and it was mostly video done in really kind of interesting execution. But it's very multimedia. The Twitter one with the um, yeah about the neuroscience stuff. Yeah. And so that got me thinking, like, so is visual future medium like very multimedia based, and do we lose some of that clean design, or uh, where do you see yeah. that heading? Um, well, yeah, big colorful lists and shit like that. I think. So in my opinion, it's almost too sparse because it doesn't. And in fact, we we did a redesign of the the navigation late last year because, and it's a little less sparse. We put more things on the page because we realized it was too cryptic. So it will always be our our main focus build is to build the best user experience possible. But a lot of people's it sometimes like well there, there's nothing there. Like I'm confused, and so we we tried to correct for that. And in terms of form, we've always been agnostic in terms what, what medium is. And some people call long form publishing and it's never meant to be long form primarily. It's always meant to be, in fact, it was supposed to be medium length publishing. <laughs> but, um, but so. Who thought of the time thing? This takes. I don't know. That's a good idea. Um, some, one of those geniuses on my team, I think. But um, the. There, there is video and audio, and we're trying to figure out better ways to incorporate different types of media. I don't think it's going to spoil the design at all. I think it's going to en enrich it, really. And it will be, uh, so we'll experiment with all those things, but um, it'll still be good. Hi, uh, Steve Wildstrom. Going back to what you were saying early on about um, you or, or medium and uh, automatic. Um, there's a long established law on how printed matter is, how the responsibility is passed on for printed matter, who's responsible for what. Uh, for online, there's not much yet. How do you think that gets resolved of who is responsible for what and basically who ends up getting, having to pay for what? Mm. Uh, it's, a it's a libel question. Yeah. Like uh, if something is published. Is it, I mean, you can say we're like Google, right? That's, that's essentially what you said. Especially when taking 
something like Medium, where you have two different kinds of publications, but it's very hard for readers to tell them apart unless yeah. they know. Yeah, two different kinds, meaning... Some ones. are done by your employees, some are yeah. done just by yeah. people. Well, what I think this will get easier over time to understand, and, um, and the publisher of the content is always the one responsible for it. And, the, and, and I would still despite Kara's resistance, argue that it's the same as, as it's, say, say Comcast. Mm -hmm. Comcast owns a lot of the shows that are on Comcast, and they don't own other shows. And maybe that's a bad analogy, because it's also not open. Not just anyone can put I think my issue on. with you is you're having, trying to have it both ways. And it's really hard. I mean, when, as you start to hire more journalists, he's right. It is confusing. You don't know which is sometimes you don't. But maybe So we will work on making that clearer. But I'd, if we are there. I would argue that if you go on Twitter, mm -hmm. like, what do you know about who exactly said that and what were their motivations? It's, mm -hmm. it's always a question. With every platform, you need to, there's, there's a name attached to But Twitter to didn't hire journalists. Twitter didn't, you're doing, you're trying something out, two things at once. It's sort of riding two horses, which is kind of, I, I, I think it's fascinating, <laughs> but. I, all right, I, it doesn't seem that confusing to me. But. Okay. Do you, do you plan on hiring a lot more journalists? Yep. Yep. Uh, oh, sorry. Just look Kara in the eyes and satisfy all of us and just say fuck off. <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. Thanks, Stuart. You, you, do that, you do that in your own special way every day, Stuart. Um, uh, but are you going to hire a lot more journalists? You, is that the way you're going, or are you going to go? Um, we we may we're not focusing on that right now. I mean, really, the we need to make the publications work on Medium, and that's so. There's the, no more of you're going to not do more of those. You feel like you've done. We're enough. not not going to do more, but we are. Okay. We're trying to make them work. I mean, yeah. it's it's largely an experiment. Say, yeah. like we have the the Music. the organic and community generated content. More and more people are are publishing their ideas and stories on Medium. More individuals, mm -hmm. and I think that will be the majority of the platform long term. We're trying to carve, also make this commercial and professional content work. We're trying to do that on our own because we don't know if it'll work yet, and we think we can learn faster if we do it on our own. Right. It's best if we can make that work, and lots of other people do it, and then the fact that we do some is sort of a footnote. Great. Well, thank you, Evan. I would hire you as a journalist myself. I think you're a great writer, actually, as it turns out. And, I, and uh, it's interesting to see what will happen next. Thank you very much, Evan. Thank you.